There's a show that we played at this venue that um, they got shut down, and there was five or six other bands booked for that night. So what they did was they just moved it to a different venue, and it was this church. They told us the load in time, that you had to be there at five, and you had to have your gear ready. The thing is, we weren't playing till ten, and so we had five hours to kill. And uh, there's a lot of these, you know, Christian bands because they, you know, knew that the venue was a church and it was just all connected. And we were definitely on the fringe when we were there. And what we ended up doing was we set up out back of the church um, with an acoustic guitar and we were just playing songs and we drinking 40s and smoking weed and cigarettes. And uh, it was definitely like this weird vibe where everyone was just sort of like shying away from us. Like, oh, you know, you like, what the fuck are these guys doing? This is just different, and I, it was cool. It's kind of like this feeling, like we we're like the the counter culture, and that's something that I've always sort of like you know wanted to be. We are the the guys that are interesting and different, and the people are buzzing about. An hour before we were going to play, the, one of our friends showed up, and he had even more weed and uh, smoked it in his car, and I got way too high, which I, I've only experienced a couple other times, but. It was just way too much. I'm like stumbling around and I'm spinning and I just have to sit down. Like everything's just too much. And I went into the bathroom. I'm in there and I'm, I'm just sitting on the toilet, you know, with my with my head in my lap, just like trying to compose myself. And all of a sudden there's people banging on the door. And I realized I've been in there for like 45 minutes, just like getting my shit together. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to play like right right now is sound check. You know, like, what the fuck? And be like, what the fuck are you doing in there? And I and I walk out, you know, I must have looked like I was doing heroin in there or something, you know, like, so like, again, we've sort of been the, the bad guys here at this venue. And now I look like a fucking junkie. We come out and we get up, we do the sound check and I'm still nervous because I'm, I'm, I'm the drummer. I have to keep the beat. I have to, if I'm not solid, nothing is solid. And I, uh, and I was really freaking out. And, uh, but as soon as the lights went down, and we started, you know, and that first note played, I was okay all of a sudden. There was just this, like, spiritual high that came from playing good music that we all believed in and that we all loved. You've been listening to Kyle Thompson. I first learned of Kyle from the hugely popular comedy podcast, Keith and the Girl Show. That's at katg.com. Kyle is the intern on that show. He's also been a featured guest. One of those episodes, he performed a couple of his songs live, and I was very impressed. Not only with his music, but just with the interaction that he has with folks on the show. Kyle's a young man. He's 20 years old. He's got a job, paid for his own apartment, doing intern work, really trying to kickstart his musical career. For only being 20 years old, though, he's got quite a history. Kyle lives in uh, New York City. And, of course, Music Live Radio Studios is here in Oakland, California. So when I contacted Kyle, I gave him a couple of options. We could try to do a live Skype interview. Or I said, here, I'll send you some questions. And uh, you record your story, Kyle, and you send it to me. Well, that's what he picked. He picked the uh, second option. Yeah, and so this worked out really well. So sit back and enjoy the Kyle Thompson story. On Music Life Radio, I'm your host, Dan Sauter. I started playing percussion in my middle school band in sixth grade, and uh, I, I really started to enjoy it. And I, I was good at it, and I quickly became like first chair, which is like the you know the top of the band. 
And uh, by my second year in seventh grade, I was in the the top band, the symphonic band. And I was playing uh, all different types of percussion and really enjoying it. During that time, I started thinking, I, I want to play the drums, like, for real. And sort of started getting the first inclination of uh, wanting to be a musician. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to rock out, you know? And uh, I started going to school early. At 7 in the morning, there was a jazz band. And uh, I wasn't good enough to be in jazz band, but my teacher, Mr. Yancey, he let me come in, sit down and watch. And uh, I would watch the guys play the drum kit and just, just you know, observe them and uh, figure it out. And eventually I convinced my parents to buy me a drum set. It was $400 and it was an okay kit, but it was very beginner. I started learning it and uh, just sort of self-teaching. When I got to a... Uh, a certain point where I could play the basics and everything. Um, I was involved, uh, you know, with my church quite heavily back then. This is when I was about ten. I tried out to play in the church band, which would play for the uh, the youth services every weekend and the uh, Wednesdays. And uh, I did that up all the way up until I was uh, I was seventeen, which meant that I was doing live performances, you know, twice a week in front of uh, hundreds of people for seven years and my sister got involved too she did guitar and bass guitar and uh she's a great musician and we've both sort of learned a lot of our chops kind of from uh from doing that and from getting just being involved and always playing music and uh always sort of striving to just be better and better and uh in my senior year of high school i was sort of it was around the time where i was sort of just inching away from uh from being you know, a part of the church, I wasn't enjoying the people, and I took this philosophy class that was just sort of blowing my mind, and during my senior year, I didn't really um, do a lot of live music or even, and my original plan was uh, like, oh, if I ever start a band, you know, I'll start with my sister, because we both had a, a huge musical connection and uh, and s- similar writing style, and she, I just thought she was so talented, and but she had moved to Seattle, so that just wasn't really in the cards. And so I was just sort of uh, waiting for something to come along and not really seeking it out because, especially because the Vegas music scene is uh, really saturated by a lot of uh, super heavy metal, grindcore, hardcore type of music, which uh, at the time I was just so opposed to. I, I wanted to make something, uh, you know, a little mellower, you know, rock type of stuff. And so when I started college, my sister moved back, and at the same time, I had a I had a buddy, and he wanted to start a band, and that never went anywhere. And then a year later, in January of 2009, yeah, I had this friend, uh, Chase. He had always tried to get me involved in his music, which I always liked his stuff, but it just never really worked out. But this time, we he was really going to give it a shot. We had a, a, a full band, minus a vocalist, and... Uh, we got together, we practiced a little bit, and we were we were digging it, and uh, we uh, got in contact with this guy, Derek, over Craigslist, and we uh checking out his stuff, and he played in this other band, or he sang in this other band, and uh, we, we, you know, it was a little weird and skeptical. Um, New York has a huge, like, Craigslist thing, but in Vegas, Craigslist is a little shady when you meet people. It's not where you'd go looking for apartments, really. It's not, you know, like, buying stuff from other people. It's just not as prevalent as it is out in New York. So we were a little nervous, and uh, we went to go pick him up. And uh, he was just really, really positive. And uh, we, we got 
uh, back to uh, Chase's garage where we had our whole setup, and um, we just started jamming out, and it worked so well. And uh, there was just this crazy connection that we all sort of felt that we were just making music that was just good immediately, right off the bat. And we were like, wow, if this is like, you know, if this is like the first day we're together that we're making this music that's so exciting and so charged and so great, and, uh, you know, where can we go from here? And uh, so it, a couple of weeks went by, we, we had like maybe seven songs, and uh, we booked our first show. And uh, that was really exciting for me because this was the first time I've been doing, you know, a, a live performance scene that's not church, you know, and it's, 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 these are songs that I helped put together and arrange, and uh, and we we rocked it out and we played a great show at the uh, the Cheyenne Saloon, and we were called a, a seventh place. We just started booking a ton of shows. We eventually changed our name because uh, there was this uh, metal band called Seventh Plague. We we didn't want any connotation with that, and so uh, we changed our name to the Central Powers. We got we got a, a, a decent amount of notoriety in 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 the Vegas scene because we were doing something totally different. We were playing rock that was had a very fast feel. It was kind of punk infused, but also we had very laid back tracks. It was just something that was not around in the Vegas scene, and uh, and it, it was a lot of fun. When I started with the band, I was uh, planning to move to New York. And uh, my plan was to move in May 2009, so, you know, it got closer and closer to May, and I was telling the band, like, hey guys, you know, I'm moving, and uh, they were trying to convince me to stay, and, you know, but they knew right off the bat that this was what was happening, and so, I sort of was like, hey, why don't we just all go out to New York, you know, like, it's kind of a balls-to-the-wall thing that I'm doing anyway, you know, because I don't have any contacts out there, or any connections, and so I just, you know, I was, I was sort of trying to angle it that way because we just had such a great thing going but I, I wanted to stick to my plan I just knew that you know I've, I've lived in Vegas for too long at that point and I just I just wanted to see what else was out there and in the end I ended up moving and you know the band was defunct for a while but uh, now they've changed their name to uh, the Bright Lights Alright, what are my musical influences? My favorite band out there is uh, brand new. I was living in uh, in Guadalajara, Mexico, because like, my parents are missionaries, and, and I was a 14-year-old kid, and I, I hated it. My sister had brought along this CD that she had just bought, and it was uh, Deja Intendu by Brand New, and I think it had just come out at that point. I just started listening to it and just like going, wow, man, you understand. You know, that, that stuck with me. And their, the record that came out that they had after that in 06, uh, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, is just the most kick-ass fucking album ever made. It's so good. And I, it's when people ask me, like, oh, what albums do you recommend? Or they're talking about favorite albums. This one always comes up for me. It's just so good. And it's, it's this weird hybrid that I, I think they're kind of unclassifiable as a genre. It's hard art rock, I guess, but like, but it's also um, very singer songwriter and very lyrically driven. And, and they have like bands that are similar to them are Thrice or uh, Manchester Orchestra or maybe Me Without You. They just are, they're in a class of their own, and they're always doing something different with every album. They sort of uh, slough off the things that they hated about their last album just to make something better and just continue to progress. A lot like Radiohead does, where there's I've seen interviews with Tom York where he's just like. Every last album that they made is just the worst thing in the world to him, and he's almost embarrassed and ashamed. And uh, Brand New is definitely that that same way, and I think that really just it inspires me to just to to push to be like, all right, I can put something out that I like, you know, but I need to understand that I can always move forward and just always keep progressing. And uh, 
I don't think I ever want to reach that point where I'm just content with what I'm making. I do want to reach the point where I've made my masterpiece, maybe. I don't know if that's a little cliche to say, but I just want to always keep pushing forward. And uh, that's just a band that's always been huge for me. And um, when I started playing guitar, which was, I've only been playing for like a year now, I think, it was pretty natural for me to pick up. And I'm not that great at it, but, you know, I know how to write songs and I, I know how to write lyrics. And there was a couple of uh, artists that really made me think I can do this and uh one of the one of those was a uh, Neutral Milk Hotel they have this album called In the Airplane Over the Sea it's just seven chords all very simple I thought like wow this is fantastic I can do this I can write a whole album of songs without really having an amazing grasp on the guitar because I know that I want it to be more lyrically driven and so that's kind of you know what my MO has been and I and another great artist is Ari Newfield from Vancouver Canada and he is a uh, someone that my dad of all people met and uh, he uh just gave my dad his first album and uh it was just you know the cdr and this little sleeve that was duct taped together it's one of the best albums i have ever heard in terms of just acoustic stuff like this guy can sing so well he writes the lyrics so well and his guitar playing is just it's so great and simple and beautiful and it's awesome because he hasn't come out with any new stuff in a long time, but it just so happened that every time he had a new record out uh, that he was, you know, just distributing maybe 300 copies, my, my dad would be in Vancouver and uh, he would meet up with this guy and he'd, he'd give, you know, my dad would get these copies of these CDs. And so I have uh, all three of his records and they're just, there's something that is, is very private and intimate to me. Like there's not a lot of people that I've shared that music with and it's just like, it's definitely a huge inspiration for me and he enjoys artistic success. That's another, you know, measure of success. Success doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, you have a record deal and you're hitting it big. Like, if you can have your own artistic success and validation through knowing that your stuff is good, like, that's that's pretty fantastic. And that's what I've been doing with my music, which I which I call Charlie Wright, which is a pseudonym that I have uh, given myself. Um, I've always sort of liked the name Charlie, and uh, Wright was my uh, my father's last name. Here's Kyle performing one of his songs under the pseudonym Charlie Wright Music. The song titled Has the Wolf Wool. I'm not a man, but a child. It's cool to clothing. It's up to you to do the loathing. It's up to you to hear my moaning. And I act like such an idiot. And I blame it on the pills. It's the placebo that's prescribed to me. But sugar makes me ill. Have you forgotten how I used to be? I hope you don't forget Cause I can't remember for the life of me How I acted when we met Have you forgotten how I used to be? I hope you don't forget Cause I can't remember for the life of me How I acted when we met I wanted to tear off all the walls So I did and not the wolf In this highly lauded disguise Giving rise to disappointment as to my intentions intent And it shows myself and self-religion And on the back of my hand and elbow Have you forgotten how I used to be? I hope you don't forget Cause I can't remember for the life of me How I acted when we met Have you forgotten how I used to be? I hope you don't forget Cause I can't remember for the life of me How I acted when we met Keith, the host of Keith and the Girl Show, does these things that he calls revisitations. And uh, I asked Kyle what he thought about that idea, and Kyle, explain what this is exactly. In terms of uh, Keith's uh, revisitation of bands, the rediscoveries, 
I, I really have taken a liking to that idea. You know, he he goes back and listens to the, an entire discography of a band that he kind of knows about, but has never really fully listened to everything. Stuff like the Stones and Queen and Aerosmith and U2, you know, all over the place. I, I did a couple myself. I went back, I listened to Joy Division, their albums, all the B-sides, singles, EPs and stuff. That was awesome because I knew very little about Joy Division. And uh, I knew that I liked the band The Horrors. And their second album, uh, Primary Colors, was basically a homage to the sound of Joy Division, and just and so when I checked them out, I was just really, really uh, into them, and I like Joy Division a lot. And then another one I did was Steely Dan. It was always everyone goes, "Oh, Steely Dan, they're so cheesy, they're elevator music." Honestly, they had like nine albums, I think, and everything past the first one is just garbage. I hated it. I just couldn't. I, it was it was a chore listening to it, and I think that's sort of why a lot of people maybe wouldn't do the rediscoveries because it, it's, it's time consuming. But I, what I took away from that is Steely Dan's first album, "Can't Buy a Thrill," and I love it. I've, I it's in pretty heavy rotation on what I listen to regularly, and uh, it's it's a great great album. One of the not so serious questions that I had for Kyle: Do you got any recommendations for band names? My band's currently going through a transformation. We got a new member in, kind of got a new direction going. And we've decided that we're going to change the name. And uh, just looking for some advice from Kyle on band names. And uh, here's what he had to say about that. I think when I see bands that have stupid names, I'm like, you kind of missed the point. Your name is selling something. Because if your name is like rocking, cocksucking motherfuckers, like that sends out a vibe that says, oh my god, these guys are obviously going to be doing some sort of rock, like rah type of stuff. And uh, you know, if your name is Lily Pads and and Water, you know, then you get an expectation. And I. I th- I think band naming is important. When you're naming your band, you just sort of have to... You can't focus on too much. If you, if you sit down and go, time to name the band, and you all sit down and talk about it, all that's going to come out is stupid ideas. I think it just sort of has to come to you. I had this great idea for a band name. I saw this uh, on the sidewalk. When it had been, you know, the cement had been laid, someone, probably a kid, just wrote in the sidewalk, Parkway Men. I was like, man, that sounds like some sort of a, you know, like a dinner club with like, you know... A, jackets and ascots and pipe smoking and steaks and you know like old guys all having like their little dinner club and uh my uh my idea for the band name was uh, the parkway men's supper club which i think is it was just a, it's a pretty cool name but it's uh i don't know i think lately i've just been thinking it would probably make a better album title i like going to shows to me shows are like uh an experience a sort of release of how I'm feeling about stuff. The last big show I was at was seeing the band Animal Collective, and uh, they played in the Prospect Park out in Brooklyn, and it was a very festival vibe because they started like four or five hours late. So by the time they started, everyone's on the grass drinking and smoking weed, and it was just a really fun time. And when they played, their, their music is so, I don't know, it was, just, it was a very spiritual experience for me. And I, I think that that's something that, again, it just goes back to that's what I like music for. And when I hear music that's just like, Wow, that 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 made me feel something that honestly at the moment I can't explain right now. Then that to me says like, wow, this is music that's worth looking into, and uh, you know, it's it's worth listening to again. Like I like when I hear an album, and the first thing I want to do is start it over. You know, like I I love that feeling. It's because that's saying to me like, wow, someone did something great. The first time I um, played music, my own music that I had written specifically to an audience was on a the Keith and the Girl show, and that was really, really great. I uh, I, I did an original song of mine and then a cover. I was so nerve wracked. 
it was like a week before and I was just freaking out. I was taking my guitar everywhere. Um, I work at an office job, sometimes overnights and there's no one there, just me. And, uh, so I would just bring my guitar and just play until my fingers were falling off and, uh, just freaking out. But then it came down to it and I was just, again, once I had taken out my guitar and, and strummed that first note, it was just like, no, I know what I'm doing is good. And, and at least, at least to me, I, th- I think that because I'm, I'm such a harsh critic of music and I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like, if I'm making something that I know that I like, doesn't it kind of have to be good? And so, I don't know, I guess, I just I just hope other people see that. I, I want other people to see that. Um, so here we go, we're gonna, we've been teasing this for a while, and finally Kyle Thompson is going to uh, play us something. Uh, you can find his stuff online. His band is called Dot MP3. This song he's going to be called. He's going to play is called Virus, <laughs> and you can get it off his new album Trojan Dot Worm. Very exciting. That's right. What are you, you going to play for us, Kyle? All right, this is a song called uh, "Motivate Me, Judas," and uh, I don't know. This fucking this show's been really funny. I don't want to bring it on a down though. But uh, I wrote this one like uh, like two weeks ago. Maybe but, uh, pl- play it upbeat. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do my best. Like All right, uh, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Soul songs sing of the father, the son, and the ghost. I've abandoned my homeland and immaculate host just to play a few chords. On this worn out guitar As I pass is like Moses And speak calmly with fire I put all of the animals The crow and the beast In the ark that will float us But I haven't the least Inclination or clue Why you'd sink the whole world Oh my god you're a bastard or so I've been told It's not like you're listening So I'll send out a prayer a war cry of treason That we all call betrayal Thirty pieces of silver I should have gotten in gold That I lost in a card game When I should have said fold And I'm a backbroken bigot From carrying that guilt But I keep dancing and drinking In the house that God built And he laid down in palms with his holy mouth speaking The air seemed to calm, he beat death, walked on water And he healed all the sick, oh but my main contention Is I did not ask for all this and I'm done toiling with spirit It's a foolish pursuit Holding fast to the fact they believe to recruit Build an army of cowboys To patrol these saloons of the world in their head Praying God in this soon And I swear I ran and knocked the man off that mount 
With everyone watching far too many to count And then the Romans would rally and call me their king And I'd rule as a monster so the masses would sing And then the harmony's perfect and it's all done for me Kyle Thompson. I dug that. Thank you. Two cool. weeks ago. Shit. <laughs> you wrote that two weeks ago? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Wow. You had it memorized and everything. Look at that. That's what I'm impressed with. I fucked up like four <laughs> times. That was pretty good. That was, that was very good. <laughs> good for you. That was, that was really good, man. Did that make you happy? Not at all. Oh. Uh, no, you weren't happy with that? Then you are a musician. You're an artist. Congratulations. <laughs> that was wow. great, man. Holy shit. My name is Kyle Thompson. I write music under the pseudonym Charlie Wright. And uh, this has been uh, what I have recorded. Go to uh, kylejthompson.com. Sort of a funny thing I put together, um, but it's got links to my music and to my Twitter, and you can follow me there. You can check out my music on myspace.com slash charliewrightmusic. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, and uh, I will uh, hear from you soon, man. All right, bye-bye. Yes, big thanks to Kyle Thompson. We're going to go out with another one of uh, Charlie Wright music songs. This one entitled Awake.
Thanks again for checking out Music Life Radio. You can always get more information about Music Life Radio on our website at musicliferadio.com. If you or anyone you know may be interested in submitting their story to Music Life Radio, please check out our website and go to the contact section where you can submit your story ideas. And we'll leave you with this final thought from Kyle Thompson. There was just this like spiritual high that came from playing good music 